you know the way to feel the cleanest, to feel the bestest, to feel your absolute manliest is to get Manscaped. And you can do that with 20% off and free shipping if you use the code DNVR20 at manscaped.com. They are out right now of the Perfect Package 3.0, but if you need to get a new razor, you need to get some new deodorant, you need to get a new pair of boxers, you need to get yourself hooked up with everything they've got at manscaped.com. And again, don't forget that if you use that promo code DNVR20, you get 20% off plus free shipping, so order today. Hey, welcome in to the DNVR Rockies podcast presented by Strava Craft Coffee. Use code DNVR20 and you'll get 20% off your entire purchase. I'm your host, Drew Creaseman. I'm the managing editor of DNVR Rockies. With me, as always, is beat writer Patrick Lyons. And joining us today, we got to get right to it. Very excited to have on the show you know him, of course, as one of the starting pitchers for your Colorado Rockies and as Denver's own Kyle Freeland. Kyle, man, thanks for taking the time. Absolutely. Thanks for having me on, guys. So the first question, I suppose, is the most obvious. Uh, we are in between spring trainings. I don't, even, I don't even know if we call this next thing that's coming up here a spring training, but uh, how have you been handling your time, your training, and, and even some of your downtime here during this lockdown? Um, you know, I've been doing my best to stay on top of it. Uh, I had a place when I was still in Arizona before it got too hot, uh, and I moved to Denver. I had a place there where I was working out um, with a trainer that I know they're allowed to, you know, open up his facility to me. Continued to throw bullpens, kept my arm going, did everything I could to stay in shape um, while still at the same time being smart and being and practicing social distancing. And then, you know, coming out here to Denver and, uh, you know, working out at Cruz Field with some of the guys and just continue to get our work in to stay prepared as best we could um, until we hear any sort of news that um, spring training was going to fire up again. Can you walk us through what maybe a, a routine workout day might look like for you during this this odd set of circumstances? It, uh, it was very different, uh, you know, kind of week to week, uh, especially in Arizona. You know, the guy I was working out with, he, he went full private, so – um, he had to stagger his private times throughout the day. So kind of every day was, was kind of a different time for me. And then, you know, when I came to Denver, it was, uh, a little, a little more scheduled out, um, where we had such a minimal amount of people inside Coors that we were able to, uh, be together, you know, work out in the morning, get our work in throw, and then, you know, have the rest of the day to kind of do whatever. But, uh, you know, kind of week to week, everything was, was different you had to be prepared for uh for something to change you've had a lot of obvious downtime at a time of the year where you don't normally what what's one thing you've noticed about not having to go to work every single day you know this time of the year late in spring early in summer um <laughs> things get boring pretty quick but uh uh my golf game got pretty good that's for sure um but i, I mean every day was you know it was like we were having a second off season, which, um, I mean, for me and I'm sure for you guys as well, those off seasons sometimes start to drag out and you, and you really start looking forward to baseball and to have that, have to go through that again. Um, it, it sucked. You wanted to play baseball so badly and you're hoping every single day that you got some sort of good news that, you know, we're moving forward with good negotiations, good talks that, you know, baseball's right around the corner. And, you know, every single day you'd wake up hoping to hear something like that. 
I was on a, a different podcast earlier today, and somebody asked a question that I'll just turn to you and, uh, and ask verbatim. They said, how much do the players, and, and during all this, really, really want to play? Just, just from your perspective. From my perspective, uh, everyone, everyone wanted to play. There was, there was never any sort of uh, vocal of, like, no, let's not play. Like, everyone loves this game. Everyone is playing this game because at some point, as a child, they saw it as a dream. They want to play this game to have fun, see their teammates, support their family, um, everything like that. So there, there's never any talks of, of not playing. Like we, we always wanted to play this game. We always wanted to get this season started. With all this downtime and it seemed like the finish line kept moving back further and further and it was you know, another week until maybe we can get back in another week, what's something that you were able to do or, or the rest of the guys on the team did to try to motivate each other so that every day when you did get an opportunity to work out, you know, you, you were able to do it to your to best of your abilities. Um, you know, it, something like that is, is tough just because uh, it's hard to, you know, get into a competition mode. But uh, I think for us, it was just we were constantly checking in with one another, making sure that everyone's staying on top of their work and getting their work in and just making sure that every single day we're not losing sight of what our end goal is and that is that is to win win baseball games and ultimately win a world series um and i think making sure that everyone was staying on that same page regardless of how long or short this season is going to be that there's still a goal that we want to accomplish um regardless of circumstances i imagine you use zoom for a lot of that who's re- who is who's the best at using you know that that outlet who's best at using zoom and who had the i was gonna say also the worst we need to know who who had the most technical difficulties um you know the best was probably oberg i mean he he he's he's obviously you know our our player rep and everything like that and uh so he was the one who coordinated a lot of our um player calls um foster was was the one who uh coordinated the starting pitchers calls so he him and merriman got pretty good at that as well the worst with technical difficulties i you know i don't i don't know we we usually had majority of guys whenever there was a call everyone would would be on it and be prepared or or, or at least be on had their you know microphones off or whatever but everyone was able to pick it up pretty quickly and run with it all right that's good that's good it shows adaptability right yes. yeah it's all about situational play uh you know for you personally last time i saw you was obviously down at, at spring training uh you were getting in some good work there we all know that that last season didn't go the way that you wanted it to. And so, you know, it, it felt like you were getting a real good feel just back in your toes, back in your arm, back in. So, you know, d- does this feel like, hey, I'm glad I got that back and now I can build on that when I get back out there? Or is it, does that make this lockdown maybe that much more frustrating where you were starting to feel like, hey, I, I'm starting to feel like where I need to be? Um, it was definitely frustrating, obviously, like being told, like, hey, baseball's being put on a back burner right now. Um just for health and health and safety reasons, I, that sucks. And especially when you have a little bit of momentum, you we were 14 days away, I think less than 14 days away from breaking camp. Um, you know, guys were ready to go, and to be told that you know that's got to be put on hold, you know, sucks for everybody in in uh, you know every aspect of it. But um, once I realized when this whole thing started and we were shut down, once I realized that it was going to be a lot longer than what I thought it was going to be, that's when I kind of realized and told myself like listen you have to continue to work on your craft you have to make sure that whenever you get that call to say hey we're firing back up in you know a week or we have a set date 
that I am prepared. I don't feel like, oh crap, I gotta, I gotta rush, rush through some things and, and figure things out quickly. I told myself I, uh, I need to make sure I'm on top of my, my stuff and taking care of the business that I need to take care of. That way, I'm fully prepared when we start back up. In which, and 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 I feel that way right now. Do you feel? Like saying, and then they did that to you because then they said, "Hey, you got a week." <laughs> yep, ex- exactly, and and there was zero, there was zero panic in my mind. It was like, "All right, let's go." Like I'm ready. Do you feel like that extended time kind of allowed you to maybe go back in the lab and and give yourself even more devoted time on all those off season goals you may have had? Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, it probably, probably wasn't something that I hoped for, but um, it, it was one thing that I was able to be like, "Okay, I got, I have more time to." you know, perfect this craft, um, and get it to where I want it to be, you know, get, get my pitches moving where I want, get the grips right, be really comfortable in my body going down the slope. And, and I'm able to, and I was able to do that. And I feel really good about it right now. We, there, there was a video that went viral of, uh, Joe Kelly practicing a change up and throwing one through the window. I, I take it. You, you saw that. Do you, did you have any stories like that? Anything funny or interesting? Just you're, you're in an unusual environment and, you know, you're you think you're throwing a great pitch, and suddenly the dog is messing with your mechanics, or <laughs> nothing like that. I mean, the the weirdest thing that you know we were doing is uh, Hoffman found a, a blueprint online of, of how to build your your own at home mound, and sure enough, he he built one, and we were in his backyard, you know, throwing right next to his pool, you know, backed up against a wall, uh, throwing throwing to Mooney across his yard. So that was uh, we, we got some videos of it too, but um. That was that was probably the weirdest thing. We didn't didn't sail any into the streets and sail one into the window. We were, we were hitting our targets, unlike Joe was. <laughs> Did that make you feel like a kid again? Like you're almost like you know you're you're an adult. You you got a couple bucks in your pocket to buy some equipment and you got power tools, but it's like sandlot ball again. In, in a way, yeah, right? we we were actually talking about that one day when we were throwing in Hoffman's backyard. It's like you know we're we're back to those you know you know, college, high school, literally grinding days where you use what you have at your disposal to get your work in. I want to ask you about one of the guys that you mentioned earlier. Uh, Steve Merriman's role in the organization has grown uh, in, in the last couple of weeks. So I want to get kind of your sense about him. We've heard, you know, from the outside and the research I've done, he's maybe a little more analytically minded. I was wondering what you think of his approach and, uh, uh, if he's bringing you interesting data, some some interesting new things that are coming your guys' way with Steve. Yeah, he's a he's a very intelligent human uh, when it comes to you know the art of pitching and the you know the the numbers and the analytics of of everything. And he, he's he's a great asset for us. And you know him him being able to be up with us last September, start to pick his brain, him pick our brains, and and start really learning from him carrying that into spring training and, you know, throughout this whole, this whole quarantine, he's been a, a very good asset. And, and I'm, I'm very much looking forward to seeing what he can truly do for us throughout the course of a season um, with the new role that he's playing. So it's, he's an intelligent guy. He knows exactly what he's doing and he's going to be a very big asset for us. Uh, I also wanted to ask you about uh, sort of goal setting in this new world. I don't, I don't know if you're a, a guy who's like, you know, says, I want to pitch X number of innings, you know, because obviously all that stuff's going to have to be changed. I remember talking to Brendan Rogers at spring training. He was saying, yeah, I, I set these specific goals and I'll tell you what they are after the season when I hit them. I was like, that was pretty cool. But what do you do? Uh, for kind of your own expectation management when you know you're you know might be making 12 or 13 starts instead of 30 yeah um 
thing, things definitely change. Um, obviously, it's your innings mark you want to hit changes. You know, strikeouts, wins, ERA, walks, stuff, all that, all that's going to change drastically, and it's it's hard to kind of put a number on what it, what it is unless you go back to your previous stats and kind of ballpark off that of like, okay, like I'm looking to be under this or above this in a, in a 60 game period. Um, but I think with this shortened season, guys aren't going to be as concerned about certain personal goals they want to hit just because it's going to be a dead sprint for 60 games. Um, and you're not going to be worried about, you know, I got to keep my walks down. It's, it's what you can do that day to ensure a win. Do you think that makes it easier to create a, a winning environment? Because it's it's hard to contextualize what you do in a, in a single game or a, a couple weeks span because, you know, you're playing a third of a season. So is it really just boiled down to wins and losses and, hey, we won the game. I'm not too worried too much about my stats right now. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of... I'm kind of looking at it, you know, similar to like a college season um, where you're, you're playing, you know, 50, 60 game schedule where you are doing everything for your team as a team to win that game, no matter what, um, just because you're just because you don't have a marathon of a season. It's, it's a shortened season where obviously, you know, in, in a 162 game season, every game does count. Obviously, teams will go to game 163 and then they lose and your season's over with. Um but I'm looking at this as, as such a sprint, such a short season where you got to make sure you don't lose sight of um, winning that game. Oh, looks like we may have briefly lost the connection there, but we got you back. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, and um, so along those lines, I wanted to ask you this as well, because I, I, I keep being asked, like, with the shorter season, um, hopefully he, he's able to hear me here, uh, with the shorter season – are guys going to pitch deeper into games? Are there going to be shorter rotations? Uh, basically, you know, the science of pitching is going to be altered. So do we have Kyle? Unfortunate. I may have to repeat all that in a second. We'll see if we can get him back in there. Um, oh, maybe. This is good podcasting. I know that much. <laughs> We do have some some comments, obviously showing their love for Kyle. Let's go. Going to be a big year. Right. Oh, one thing I can do here while we're hopefully getting Kyle back in for these last couple of questions is mention that when baseball does return and we're able to watch him out there on the mound, some of us, many of us are going to be doing so with Breckenridge Brew. I'm going to be using that code DNVR because you can get five bucks off both the beer and the food over there at the farmhouse, which is absolutely delicious. And if you're uh, not near the farmhouse or you just prefer a little curbside or pickup from your local Davidson's, I highly recommend you get your Breck that way. They can deliver it to you. It's absolutely delicious as well. You know, I've been on the Mile High Copper Lager kick as of late. Also try out that 15 can sampler if you're just curious about some of the other beers that you haven't been able to get to and also a reminder to check out DraftKings, man. DraftKings has got you hooked up with an opportunity to make some money. If you use the DraftKings Sportsbook app, make sure that you sign up with the promo code DNVR because they will hook you up with a sign-up bonus of up to $1,000. 
dollars. There's going to be all kinds of options to bet out there. You can do it safe and secure. It's totally legal. Withdraw your funds and deposit at your own convenience. Again, use that promo code DNVR and you can get a sign-up bonus of up to a thousand smackaroos. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only. Bonus comprised of a first deposit bonus and a first bet match, each up to 500 bucks. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. And if you have a gambling problem, please call 1 800-522-4700. Looks like we've got Kyle back. Excellent. Um, and so what I wanted to ask you about was kind of the um, science of pitching here. I keep being asked, you know, are we going to see maybe shorter rotations or bullpens used differently? Are guys going to pitch deeper and deeper into games? And, uh, you know, understanding that this is ultimately Bud Black's call, just from a science of pitching standpoint, you were talking about how this is more of a sprint. Is that something where you're thinking, hey, I might go max effort a little more often start to start. So maybe that's pitching deeper into games or maybe it's it's not. Maybe it's pitching more. I, I don't know how it works. So just wanted to get your take on that. Yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting. Um, I think, you know, teams and managers and, uh, you know, pitchers are going to get very creative on how to attack this and, and try and find the, the best way and the, um, I guess, smoothest way way to, to go about, you know, rotations, innings, uh, how to start the season, how to end the season, everything like that. Um, obviously, like you said, you know, that'll be a managerial decision. That'll come from Bud. And, um, you know, I'm sure he'll he'll be, be talking to, you know, us as pitchers. He'll be talking to front office. He'll be, you know, trying to get everyone's opinions to see what could potentially be the, the best option for us. But, um, yeah, I mean, there's you, you can look at it as, you know, it's, it's such a short season that uh, starting pitchers are, you know, every five days are going out there and they're, and they're blowing it out trying to go as deep as possible and um and leave it all on the table just because we're potentially only looking at maybe you know 13 14 starts yeah one of the interesting new wrinkles is uh the wet rag now of course uh, because of COVID 19 you know, trying to reduce the the spitting and uh, tobacco seeds all of that stuff and pitchers won't be allowed to you know lick their fingers like normal have you uh played around with with using a wet rag yet have, have, <laughs> have you gotten a feel for that do you know how that might work no, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how that how that one's gonna work. It'll be interesting to see, you know, once they you know implement that or, or how they go about that. Um, just because, I mean, as baseball players and especially pitchers, you know, licking your fingers is second nature to us. Um, you know, we're we're trying to find grip on the ball. We're trying to you know create some grip. Um, so that, that wet rag will be interesting, just because. I mean, I'm sure we've all had, you know something in our pocket that has been damp or anything and it's not a, it's not a very good feeling uh you know when you have rain on your rain on your pants or shorts like that it's it's not a good feeling to have um, so i can only imagine if that wet rag starts soaking through your back pocket next thing you know you got a you know wet left butt cheek and you're trying to you're trying to throw strikes so it's it's going to be interesting on, on how everything goes about uh that um but i guess we'll see yeah, I, I wanted to ask you a question about this and wasn't quite sure how because I know you guys are ball players and not doctors and we've had to try to answer these questions and no one knows what we're talking about. But I think the broadest way to say is what is what have the conversations sort of been like with the teams and I don't know, have there been extra doctors and how sort of comfortable are you with uh, the communication about the health and safety measures? Um, 
the the Rockies have done a great job with with communicating with us on you know how we're going to be going about our business on a day to day basis. Um, and you know, just uh, you know, obviously, like health and safety is first and foremost the the number one thing on everyone's agenda uh, for getting started back up. But the Rockies have done a great job with communicating with us on on how we're going to be doing things, um, how things are going to work, um, when and if you know someone tests positive, if someone is feeling ill at all. Um, so they've done a great job with their communication with us on on how things are going to be going. And I'd like to end on a baseball one. So I just want to say, you know, when I talked to the 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 top, I'll just say the top three pitchers in the rotation last year, I was talking to you and John and Herman a little bit about what you guys are capable of all still kind of coming into your primes here. And I just, I just wanted to hear it from you, man. I wanted to hear the sell job. I know you guys are excited about what you're able to do. And I don't want to cut it off there either. Just as a starting pitcher unit, what you guys feel you're capable of. Now that we know there's going to be baseball, we're all ready to see it. I'm sure you're chomping at the bit. Yeah, I mean, I, I think we've all, uh, all three of us have shown quality flashes of it over the past, you know, three years. Um, we've shown consistency. We've shown, you know, some very high highs. Um, and I think it's going to be up to us to put that all together into one season and also have help from, you know, two, maybe three more guys in the starting rotation of, you know, helping us get to our ultimate goal of, of winning a pennant, winning a World Series, and, and being the number one team in baseball. That seems like as good a place to leave it as any. I don't think we're going to top that. Kyle, thank you so much for taking the time, man, and hopefully we'll see you down at Coors Field very, very soon. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, thank, thank you, Kyle. Awesome. Absolutely awesome having Kyle Freeland on the show. Obviously, uh, you can see his excitement for yeah. the game to be back just plastered on his face like it is for all of us. Uh, and, and and even that, like him saying, a week? Good. I'm good to go. Yeah, they, you, you said it pretty well. Chomping at the bit is, is a good way to describe it because, you know, this is what they do. This is their job. It's their profession. It's it's also what they've done since they were you know little boys. It's It's a habit. And this, this habit is, you know, played out well for them. It's, it's their career. And, you know, when, when, when you do something you love, you never have to work a day in your life. And so for them, it's not their job. It's their life. And they haven't been able to do that for months now. When they've, every spring, that's the one thing that they can count on. When, when the winter and everything thaws out, especially for, for Freeland, who's used to that in Colorado, Ryan. it's time to get back to the ball fields, play baseball, and they haven't been able to do that. Now they are. And July 1st, they're going to report. We hope to have games starting on July 23rd, which is my birthday. Let's um, go. I, I had no arrangements with that. I don't. At least I don't think. You know, all my all my prayers had been answered. I must have been a good boy this year, and uh, I'm going to be very happy blowing out my birthday candles when baseball comes back. So it's great seeing seeing Freeland in, in such good spirits. And I imagine there's. 59 other guys that are going to be on that 60-man squad that are feeling the exact same thing right now. Yeah, I was, you know, I was 50-50 on asking him that how much do players want to play question because there's a, that's a, a delicate thing to ask a guy. And you could even see, even with the way I phrased it, he's frustrated by the, by, by the notion, right? And so I don't think he was, was, like, upset with me for asking because I was literally just giving him the platform to say what he said, and 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 it and it needs to be said. It's important for people to hear that from the players. Like at no point during any of this 
where the player's going, you know, let's just not play. Um, can't sadly be said for everybody on the other side of those negotiations. Kyle did also mention that his golf game has gone off the charts, which yeah. is awesome because my golf game is getting okay. And of course, I mean digitally, because if you actually saw me swing some golf clubs, well, we would all be embarrassed for each other just for being in that situation. But what you don't need to be embarrassed about is joining the DNVR Country Club at WGT Golf, the most beloved free golf game in the world. You can download it right now totally for free on either your laptop or your phone at dnvrgolf.com. Play closest to the hole or full stroke play at Pebble Beach, Bethpage Black, St. Andrews, and more. You can challenge just about any of us on the DNVR staff at just about any time, you know, unless we're recording a podcast with Kyle Freeland at that particular moment. Other times, we'll hop on and accept your challenge. Uh, if it's Patrick, you got your hands full. If it's me, you got a pretty good shot of winning. So challenge whichever one of us you feel like. If you want to challenge, challenge Patrick. If, if you want to win, challenge me, and I will happily accept and lose to you in WGT Golf because I find it to be fun no matter what. And uh, you're gonna, you can challenge... Our entire staff, yeah. because this weekend we have a little competition between our, right. our two country clubs, and all the old school members, in, including all the staff of DNVR, we are in uh, the OG DNVR country club, and if you sign up right now, you'll be in DNVR two. You'll be in that country club, and you're going to be going against the best of our best. So if you're a ringer, uh, just wait for DNVR three. There you go. So we can maybe have a victory. But if you are new, please join DNVR2. <laughs> Get right in there. Yeah. I, Bring you know, those average scores up just a little bit. Learn the game in the middle of a tournament for your first time. <laughs> please do so. Uh, I don't, I'm not counting out DNVR2. I will say, I think, because I'm going to play for DNVR1, So and as is Rudo. And so we're going to be dragging some of these scores <laughs> up. Yes. So, I, 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 I hear there's some good oh. players in DNVR too. That's the other thing. Yeah. Like the ones who kind of just got in a little bit late or they already had an account and didn't realize we had a country club. Boom. I, I think there's going to actually be a lot of competition this weekend. And it is both Saturday and Sunday. So you're not forcing it. If you work all day on Sunday, fear not because you can get in and, and set some high scores up on Saturday. It's going to be a, a good 48 hours of competition. It's going to be a lot of fun. Or extraordinarily frustrating, but it'll be entertaining either way. Um, I've also got to agree with, we threw this comment up earlier, but I've got to agree with our guy Chris saying, K-Free going to have a big year this year. Uh, I, I tend to agree, and it's always been a big part of my analysis that, hooray, we get to start getting back into. What can this team do? How many games can they win? Can they compete? Can they, you know, and that interview that we just did, uh, you know, I know you still got to go out there and pitch. I understand it. But Freeland, he's, he's got his head in the right place. Uh, you know he's not going to be... There will be some players who are caught up in having treated this lockdown like a second off season. There are going to be guys... I don't know about, you know, too many on the Rockies. We'll, we'll see. There are going to be some guys throughout baseball who show up overweight or under shape or whatever it is. And Kyle Freeland ain't going to be one of them. Yeah, he's, he's ready to go. I mean, he's got a lot to prove because, I mean, the dude does something that, you know, not very many pitchers in, in, in Rocky's history have ever done. And, and, and ultimately, that's just even getting a Cy Young Award vote, you know, finishes fourth <laughs> right. in 2018 and then, you know, has a really bad 2019. And people say, well, 
you know, which which is he more like? And and maybe he's somewhere in the middle. But the bottom line is he he was there. He was at the front of the pack of the best pitchers in 2018. And we just did coverage of the draft. You know, we're we're still kind of breaking all of that down as, as the Rockies went ahead and, and signed uh, uh, two more guys today. Right. But you're taking guys because of their potential, of how high they can reach. And other guys, you just say, hey, he's, he's a body and he'll be good. He can contribute like a number four or number five starter. But Kyle Freeland, you know, first round pick, you know, top 10 pick, he pitched like that in 2018. And there are, there are numerous guys selected in the first round that never even make it to the majors. So... Right. You know, Freeland, you know, that, that talent came to fruition once. It can definitely do it again. If it never had happened, people would have said, well, the kid from Denver, yeah, he's he's a nice pitcher. He's really good. Yeah, maybe one day, you know, he can get back up to, you know, a 15-win season or something like that. The dude was challenging for a Cy Young Award. It's just, it's almost unheard of for a Colorado Rockies pitcher. So he did that once, and now... You know, we're still going to have postseason awards. He could do it again. Kyle Freeland, maybe it's it's only 12 starts, but he has an opportunity to win an NL Cy Young Award this year. Yeah, he, he absolutely does. And I, I think that's, you know, I really loved what he said about the three of them putting it all together because I, I feel like I've danced around this or maybe made the point in like hours-long rants that were weeks apart about each of the three individual pitchers. And and then, of course, Kyle came on and said in just a couple of seconds, but it was just like, you think about the guy that Freeland was for most of 2018 and the guy that Harmen Marquez was for the second half of 2018 and for the second half of 2019... <laughs> And you think about the picture that John Gray was for most of 2019. If you get those three guys, you've got a really good starting rotation. And he acknowledged, you know, we haven't always been our best. But look at who we are at our best. Where John was last year, where Marquez has been at times. Uh, Marquez, I think, is the only guy who hasn't put together like a complete season of it. But he's the one who's got the best stuff and the best underlying numbers and the guy who I would probably put highest on my power rankings of which one of these three guys could win a Cy Young in a shortened season where he's just turned 25 and can go manscape balls to the wall, all out throwing 98 with a uh, hook of a curveball that should be illegal in most states. Like I could see Marquez going absolutely bananas, but... The key for the Rockies to compete is exactly what Freeland just said. You get those three guys at their best, this team is a contender. Yeah, and, and the ability to win games can, can snowball. And it's like, wow, look at us. We're doing it. And, and that can be said for all 30 teams. Right. We don't expect the Miami Marlins to be a contender, but you know they, they go 8-2 and two across their first 10 games. They go, hey, we believe in us. And, you know, that, that stuff can grow, man, that anything can happen. So, so any team, sure, can say this, but the Rockies and their pitchers, who's, who we're talking about here, they actually have that track record to suggest they've been able to do it for long periods of time. Miami pitchers, not as much, but, but in Colorado, they've got a trio that can really do that. And, yeah. and one interesting little wrinkle, too, to throw in all this is, you know, a couple teams have actually made some announcements that they're actually going to go to six-man rotations 
Uh, now, they might only start that way, and, and they might go back to five, but that could be a, a way, I guess, again, to, to reduce numbers. And much like you asked, Drew, hey, if I'm going every six days now, now I really can go all out and, and really give my best stuff and just put the pedal to the metal. So, you know, hey, if, if I'm only going six innings, I'm going to show all my best stuff, and, you know, I'm, I'm going to be gassed after 85 pitches. But guess what? I didn't give up an earned run against the Astros or the Athletics or the Diamondbacks, whatever it is. So, th- there again, so many moving pieces. We, we talked about the wet rag even, too. How <laughs> that's that's great. Be, it would be interesting if Colorado were to bring in a, a professional like Gaylord Perry. I'm sure he knows uh, his way around a wet rag. And I bet he does. possibly utilize that. So, you know, it, it's exciting to, to, to just think about all the different possibilities. And, and it's not... It's not any kind of fake bravado either, Drew. You know, you know, it's when you're a fan of a team, you you only see the best in your players, even if they haven't really done it, right? Again, go back to the Miami Marlins. What yeah. they haven't really done it. They haven't really done anything. Their guys are so young. But Colorado has done some things. Playoffs right. in seventeen, in eighteen. We're talking about these these three workhorses. That one of them. Again, had, has Cy Young Award aspirations uh, um, just a few years ago. Herman Marquez probably has the best shot. John Gray overall has had the highest expectations and could very easily deliver. And we're not even talking about all of the all-star bats that they have in their lineup. Wow. So there's, there's a lot of juice to be excited about and to, to dream on. And we, we still have about a month until we're actually going to get it to see in action. Right. And and I do want to uh, wrap up on this thought because we're going to actually record another podcast today, which is going to be fun. Going to talk to our friend Kevin. But uh, I, you know, it's <laughs> you were just talking about however it unfolds, whether it's, you know, four man rotation or six man rotation, the fifth and or sixth spot. Right. The idea there is that you would have um, probably like an all hands on deck type of situation, bullpenning, as it's been called, right? And that's an interesting case for the Rockies, too. Now, this is where we won't know across baseball how many teams have these guys. What we know for the Rockies is that they've got a group of four or five guys who are in that fifth starter conversation anyway. This was a big battle, right, going into spring training, during spring training. Is it going to be Chichi Gonzalez? Is it going to be Jeff Hoffman? What do you do with Peter Lambert? You probably got to stick him in AAA, uh, you got Ryan Castellani and Ashton Godos showing some really interesting things right behind those guys, even though they haven't made their debuts yet. You, you're invested in their talent. So you've got this crop of dudes. Well, essentially, that becomes your taxi squad, uh, all hands on deck, fifth and or sixth starter, so that you can put Jeff Hoffman on the mound and cross your fingers and hope he's having a good day. And if he walks the first two guys he faces, you could literally pull him out of there right then if you were ready. You probably wouldn't quite be ready. But, you know, if Chichi Gonzalez is expected to come into the game anyway or Ashton Godot or something to that effect. So there's a lot of different ways you can play that. And it could benefit for the Rockies who have a lot of guys we think might be pitchers in this league, but they're giant question marks. So you don't want to have to pick just one of them to rely on. Yeah, if you throw six guys out there, and again, if the sixth guy, you know, blows up or, or gets hurt, you know, God forbid, number seven comes in. And again, you have six guys to take up five spots in the rotation. So after two or three times, because again, these, these pitchers, you know, Kyle's working his tail off, yet 
he hasn't been able to throw, you know, pitches in, in, in a live game or a simulated game, really. Uh, I know he's done a little of that at, at Coors Field already, but, you know, he's five innings is probably a, a long outing, you know, that, that first week of the season before we even get to August. So you're going to need to go through a six-man rotation potentially, you know, three times. Five of those six guys are going to have what it takes. And I think, you know, the Rockies have good depth. I don't think, you know, that that sixth starter or that seventh starter is going to, you know, give the, the Rockies an all-time 90s Atlanta Braves rotation kind of thing where, oh, my right. God, this guy's like Steve Avery and Kent Merker. Like, I don't, I don't think it's going to be nice. that good. But it's going to be talented enough where, again, you, you have to like the, the shot at a short season – Colorado being able to hold it together long enough to to get one of those playoff spots. And I'm not saying a wild card. I'm just saying a playoff spot because anything can happen. We're looking at you, L.A. We are looking at you, Dodgers. We, we, we are. And, you know, seeing a little bit of camp training, we got to figure out what we're calling this, by the way. And even the first week of games, I'll feel much more confident after then seeing who comes out looking good. What team's health is like? Sprummer, Sprummer training. Sprummer training. Yeah, Spring, I think that's what. Summer. It has no flow whatsoever. It's terrible, but it's it's still better than what we camp. have so far. So it's camp. just training camp. It's just camp. I know, right? Summer camp. Oh, it's such a football word. Summer camp. It's summer camp. Everyone summer loves summer camp. camp. Book it. Uh, all right, Matt, we see your question here about Chad Bettis retiring, and we are going to get to that in the next podcast that we are recording today. Uh, we'll probably start up actually in about five to ten minutes from now. We're going to take a quick little break here. We appreciate everyone joining us for this conversation with Kyle Freeland. If you're hanging out with us on the live, and by the way, if you're listening to the podcast, hopefully you will subscribe in the future so you don't miss Kyle. You could have asked him a question if you were here today with us on the YouTube or the Periscope or the Facebook. And uh, so, yeah, make sure you're subscribed to those, giving us a like and all of that. And uh, hang out for a few minutes. We'll be doing more Rockies talk. we got to talk about some of the news with the Rockies draft picks. we got to talk about Chad Betters retiring. Uh, we got to get back into the Nolan Arenado conversation. Our guy, Kevin Henry at Rocks Pile, is our guest, and he's uh, done an excellent job working out uh, some ideas about Nolan Arenado and how this lockdown changes things. So we'll be covering all of those topics. In the meantime, make sure that you're just uh, subscribing to the DNVR.com. You're following everybody on social media. You're helping out our sponsors by drinking some Breck Brew or some Strava Craft Coffee, getting yourself Manscaped, doing all that good stuff if you're... Trying to make a little bit of money on the side, you're using that DraftKings Sportsbook. And so, yeah, we can only thank you for joining us for this one and hanging around for the next one. Keep being awesome out there. We'll keep being Patrick Lyons and Drew Creaseman in here. And until just about a few minutes, we will see you at the ballpark.